0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Flagged for Security. Written by Brent Crane. Published in The Wire, China. Read for you by Kaiser Guo. On December 19th, 2016, during a routine inspection of a foreign shipping container, customs officials in Melbourne noticed a suspicious blip on their X-ray scanner. The container had arrived from South Africa, carrying industrial mining equipment, and an anomaly inside one of the machines, an iron ore extricator, led to a physical inspection. Concealed within the extractor, inside a seven-inch-thick metal crate lined with charcoal, were 358 one-kilogram packages of cocaine and methamphetamine, a $138 million haul. Australian police later deemed it one of the largest drug seizures of that year and praised Australia's border security, emphasizing its powerful X ray screening technology. Our officers have the expertise and technology to detect even the most sophisticated concealment, said a regional commander. What officials did not highlight was the company behind the impressive gadgetry Nuketech the Chinese state-owned firm that had been banned from U.S. airports two years earlier. nuketech, however, was happy to spread the news. Their scanner, they noted in a subsequent press release, was instrumental in the bust, and it marked just one success amidst a wave of recent good fortune for the firm, even despite the U.S. ban. Since inking its first overseas contract with Australia in 2001, Nuketech, as in nuclear technology, has swelled into one of the largest security screening manufacturers in the world. Today, the Beijing-based firm operates in some 160 countries, from Argentina to Indonesia, servicing airports, embassies, ports, stadiums, and large events with metal detectors and other radiation-based screening machines. Nuketech claims nearly 16% of the $7.7 billion global market, according to sources cited by the Australian Strategic Policy Institute, (ASPI), an independent think tank. It manages overseas factories in Brazil and Poland, and it also boasts the lion's share of the cargo inspection market, servicing ports and border crossings around the world. NukeTech's tagline is, Creating a Safer World, The question the U.S. government has been trying to raise for almost a decade now is, for whom? The Obama administration's 2014 decision to ban Nuke Tech is not wholly understood. Its review of the company's scanners is still marked as classified. But the U.S. has stood by its decision. Last year, Nuke Tech was placed on the U.S. banned entities list for its involvement in activities that are contrary to the national security interests of the United States. Specifically, the U.S. government called out the company's lower-performing equipment, which impairs U.S. efforts to counter illicit international trafficking in nuclear and other radioactive materials. In recent months, a campaign led by the State Department and the National Security Council has quietly pushed for Europeans to keep nuke tech out of its border crossings, ports, and airports, according to reporting from the Wall Street Journal. But despite the digs at NukeTech's product quality, observers say that U.S. distrust also stems from the company's close ties to the highest echelons of Chinese state power. Hu Hai the son of former President Hu Jintao, was an early chairman. Coupled with its product's proximity to sensitive commercial and security data. A State Department spokesman told The Wire that security screening technology is increasingly sophisticated and often connected to other computer and data networks. The Department of State is strongly committed to the security and resilience of global critical infrastructure in order to ensure the national and economic security of the United States and our partners and allies, says the spokesman. Nuketech's grip on a unique galaxy of data What goods and equipment are being shipped where, when, and by whom? Passenger identities and information related to counterterrorism measures seems to be a key concern. Stuff that can seem kind of unimportant can become valuable if you have enough of it, says Jonathan E. Hillman, a senior fellow at the Center for Strategic and International Studies and the author of The Digital Silk Road or you can use it to develop more information about individuals that are of interest. Given NukeTech's ties to Beijing, analysts say the U.S. fear is that this data might make its way back to Chinese security officials for use in larger state aims, such as political or commercial espionage or even state-directed sabotage. When you consider that 80-90% to 90% of global trade happens in shipping, That gives you tremendous insight into the movement of goods around the world, says Martin Rasser, a Center for a New American Security, CNAS, researcher, and former CIA analyst. And particularly, if you marry that with physical control over key port facilities, that gives you great leverage over the flow of goods. And so in a time of conflict, for example, or even just a political crisis, you could interrupt the flow of imports to the United States. Among some circles, NukeTech has even picked up an ominous nickname, the Huawei of airport security, and has flirted with similar levels of geopolitical controversy as the telecom giant. In 2020, for instance, NukeTech made national headlines in Canada after the government awarded the firm a contract to service its embassies around the globe with metal detectors. The contract set off a bomb in Canadian politics, where China was becoming an increasingly hot-button issue. This contract could potentially turn Canada's diplomatic missions into listening posts for the aggressive and ruthless regime in Beijing, seethed one editorial in a financial post op-ed entitled Why Are We Still Doing Business With Chinese State Entities? The contract was eventually cancelled, but the episode highlighted the fact that many Western countries continue to be reliant on nuke tech. In Europe, for instance, NukeTech is increasingly dominant, especially in the ports and border crossings industry. The company has sold over 173 million euros worth of equipment on the continent since 2014, according to opentender.eu, a watchdog portal. And it has signed around 60 contracts in 22 of 28 EU member states. NukeTech did not respond to requests for comment but has long insisted it is not beholden to Chinese Communist Party diktats. And without any verifiable evidence to back up U.S. claims, both sides of the debate note that the concern is, at the moment, all conjecture. It's the same problem that U.S. policymakers had with Huawei, where the public record is kind of thin, says Rasser. It's mostly circumstantial and innuendo, adds Charles Burton, a former diplomat and expert on Canada-China relations at the macdonald laurier Institute, we haven't been able to establish these links through any kind of smoking-gun evidence. In our age of a new so-called Cold War with China, however, that kind of evidence might not matter. Better and Cheaper In 1895, Wilhelm Röntgen, a physics professor in Bavaria, discovered x-rays by accident while experimenting with vacuum tubes. The technology spread rapidly across the globe, mostly for use in medical settings. Within a few decades, x-rays had become so ubiquitous and unregulated that shrewd cobblers offered them for free so customers could view their feet bones. It was not until the late 1980s, as global trade accelerated, that European companies began developing radiation-based screening equipment for cargo shipments to cut down on smuggling. The first such machine was developed in France and installed in the Paris airport in 1991. A newly resurgent China, dealing with its own smuggling problems, took a keen interest. The State Science and Technology Commission, a government body, promptly ordered a research unit to develop a better and cheaper version of of the European scanners. Scientists recruited from Tsinghua University examined the European machines and then set out on a remarkable, painstaking act of copying, writes Didi Kirsten Tatlau, a researcher at the German Council on Foreign Relations, in her book China's Quest for Foreign Technology. The design they ultimately produced was cheaper than its foreign counterparts by around a third, and eventually nuke tech engineers devised innovations of their own, such as making the scanners portable, to better handle crowded Chinese ports. In 1997, Nuktek's parent company, a software and consumer electronics firm called Tsinghua Tongfang, went public with an IPO on the Shanghai Stock Exchange. The next year, Nuketech's scanner passed final state approval, not exactly a surprise given the company's close ties to the government. Tsinghua is under the umbrella of Tsinghua University's Tsinghua Holdings, one of China's largest state-owned investment groups, and it is controlled by the China National Nuclear Corporation, CNNC, which belongs to the State Asset Supervision and Administration Commission, SASAC, an institution directly under the management of the State Council, according to its website. Nuke Tech notes Tsinghua Tongfang's website serves, quote, as a bridge to inject the university's state-of-the-art scientific and technological findings into products, end quote. And it has been wildly successful in this endeavor. By 2005, NukeTech scanners had been exported to 30 countries and accounted for around 60% of the worldwide market in ports. By 2016, the company said it had 80% of the train cargo inspection market and a 2020 ranking of China's top 100 technology companies listed NukeTech at the 46th spot, according to a report by the Intellectual Property Development and Research Center, a state institution. Two decades ago, we were just a little-known company in China, says Wang Weidong, NukeTech's vice president in 2020. We decided to grasp the opportunities brought by economic globalization, but NukeTech's rise to corporate powerhouse is peppered with scandal. In 2010, for instance, three men, including a Chinese Nuketek executive and a senior Namibian official, were charged in Namibia for involvement in an alleged $13 million kickback scheme in which NukeTech scanners were sold at inflated prices to Namibian customs so that the accused could receive multi-million dollar commissions. All three men were acquitted in 2019. In 2020, a senior Taiwanese aviation police official was found guilty for his involvement in a salacious honeypot trap involving a young Nuketek sales manager who bribed the official with money and sex to install Nuketek scanners in Taiwanese airports. The manager, who successfully fled Taiwan and denies the accusation, is still employed by Nuketek. Nuketech also ran afoul of officials in Europe, where the company was accused of systematic dumping practices in 2009 by a top European competitor, Smith's Detection Group. Nuketech's scanners were being sold for up to 20% less than Smith's. The EU court sided with Smith's, slapping Nuketech with European import duties of around 36%. Nuketech eventually opened a factory in Warsaw, to sidestep the new European duties. Nuketech continues to offer irresistibly low bids. Some are up to 50% lower than competitors, but analysts note its rapid success is not only due to low-ball offers. Most of Nuketech's business has been in border crossings and ports, which, while representing a smaller market than airports, are significantly less regulated, making it easier for Nuketech to gain market share. Observers say Nuktech has developed a unique and at times curious reputation in this space. Hardy Vinter, a former manager with Danish Customs, who now advises for EU customs offices, notes that Nuktek often fills whatever onerous requirements a client might throw at them, however odd, from coffee machines to heated floors, Vinter says. Everything you can imagine, they'll put it in the tender. Other manufacturers, he adds, typically don't bother to meet such flippant requests. Flushed with state-backed loans and other monetary assistance, Nuketech is often happy to pay for the additions. Quite a lot of the tenders that are going out can pretty much only be met by Nuketech at this point because of the technical specifications being put forward, and we don't know why that is, adds Tatlow. Nuketech also has a practice of striking agreements with clients before they reach a public tendering stage. Its products are often included in larger Chinese government state assistance packages or trade negotiations. In 2005 and 2007, for example, Nepal received two scanning systems from NukeTech free of charge. Slovakia has been given a $4.4 million cargo scanner, and Guyana was gifted a $5 million NukeTech mobile container scanner by the Chinese government. In Venezuela, China has swapped NukeTech scanners for oil, and in Turkmenistan, NukeTech products were included in a binational trade negotiation. Many of these examples were listed in the Smith's anti-dumping suit as unfair practices. Supporters of the company say these tactics are simply sound business practice in a bruising industry. Daniel Goh, a Singaporean who worked for NukeTech in Beijing for three years and now advises them, chalks these security concerns up to governments who have paranoia against China and poor corporate PR on Nuktek's part. Moreover, so what if Beijing lends them support now and then in the form of preferential loans and other funds? It's no different from having the U.S. government doing a Buy USA initiative, he says. Obviously, there are certain countries where policies are geared towards supporting their local manufacturers. But the state influence in the company is really not very apparent on a day-to-day basis. Others disagree, pointing to the fact that the company is both state-owned and quite unabashed about its close ties to Chinese officialdom. Nuke Tech representatives have said that they are proud to serve state interests. We make national requirements our own responsibility, said Fu Qiyuan, a Nuke Tech Netherlands manager, in 2017. My own concern about Nuke Tech is primarily political, Tatlow says, I just don't see how a company that must listen to the Communist Party of China has any place running the world's cargo and persons security systems. The party does seem to pervade the company. Many of the company's leadership executives have party titles, ensuring close cooperation between the company and Chinese officialdom. Tech's current president, Chen Zhiqiang, a bespectacled, mild-mannered physics professor, is also the firm's CCP party secretary, for example, which requires a certain degree of ideological maintenance. Li Zhijun, senior vice president and Nuktek's deputy party secretary, suggested in 2018 using party-building activities to advance the firm. The company also does business with Chinese defense industries. Found Macro, a Nuktech subsidiary, was founded in 2016 to cater to the defense market. Among its counterterrorism products is a vehicle-mounted system that can remotely control automobiles with microwaves and an AI-enabled predictive warning surveillance system jointly developed with Russian scientists. According to research by ASPI, NukeTech has also sold equipment to police departments and checkpoints in Xinjiang where the authorities have been accused of surveillance and suppression of Uyghurs and other minorities. China has a military-civil fusion posture as a state, and a lot of the services that Nuke tech wants to provide other countries are dual-use services, says Hannah Kelly, a technology researcher at the Center for a New American Security. They have practical applications, but they also have a lot of strategic applications for the Chinese government if and when they want to utilize it. Global Entry Much to the U.S.'s chagrin, the rest of the world seems to be playing catch-up to this realization. For Bart Grotheis, a Dutch EU parliamentarian, the Chinese 2017 National Intelligence Law, which obliges any Chinese company to hand over data to Chinese intelligence agencies if requested, marked a turning point. The law, he says, is the most important argument against using nuke tech. Grothuis says he has been in touch with U.S. officials about nuke tech, and in October he put forward a supply chain review law that would require cyber-related companies in key sectors to take national security concerns into consideration when choosing vendors, not merely price and quality. Grothuis says his proposal, known as NIS-2, has been endorsed by the European Council, and he is confident it will pass into law though it would not be implemented for at least a year. Without a doubt, Chinese companies cannot be on board for facial recognition or for scanning military cargo or scanning NATO equipment at the harbors in Europe, he says. I think any supply chain review will say that this is not in the national security interest of European nations. Indeed, for many Western democracies, the suite of shared disagreements with Beijing, from anger over perceived economic malpractice, to diplomatic feuds to ongoing human rights abuses in Xinjiang and elsewhere are enough to fuel the distrust in Nuktek. Nuktek was seen as simply part and parcel of this misbehavior, says Burton, the Canadian analyst who testified at a recent hearing on Nuktek to Canadian Parliament. Burton is in favor of putting in place a similar review process in Canada to the ones outlined in NIS-2. Back-channel efforts from the U.S. also seemed to be influencing the current nuketech backlash. The U.S. is quite concerned that Global Affairs Canada has apparently agreed to purchase security equipment for embassies from a Chinese company, Canadian diplomat Martin Loken wrote to a colleague in an email publicized during the Canadian nuke Tech hearings. A meeting with the White House was reportedly set up before Nuketek's embassy contracts were eventually canceled. Lithuania, too, had a recent bout of nuke-tech backpedaling. In February, citing national security concerns, the country banned nuke tech scanners from its airports. This action, said a Lithuanian defense official, shows that Lithuania has decided not to be a part of the technosphere being created and controlled by China. Robert Gilchrist, the U.S. ambassador to Lithuania, applauded the decision. I congratulate the Lithuanian government on taking the step which seeks to secure Lithuania's national security and its critical infrastructure," he said. But the US influence and pervasive distrust of China can only go so far. In September, the Lithuanian Customs Department inked a multimillion-euro contract to install a nuke tech scanner at its overwhelmed Belarusian border. The deal, which came with a huge list of conditions and preconditions, the defense official noted, illustrates how American efforts to keep nuke tech out of allied countries often run up against hard market realities. One of the issues, and this was true of the Huawei case as well, is that the U.S. can ring the alarm bells, but if you're not offering a robust alternative, states and industries have bottom lines, says Hannah Kelly of CNAS. It's tough to convince them of the national security risk without giving something back that's going to meet that bottom line. That's why pricing is so huge. Meanwhile, as Western countries debate their options, Nuketech is expanding its repertoire of low-cost security offerings. In the U.S., though the company is banned from airports, Nuketech has been nudging into the private prison industry with body scanners that detect contraband on inmates. The new president of Nuketech U.S. is J. Barry Johnson, the former deputy secretary at the Pennsylvania Department of Corrections. Nuketek is also marketing the Fever Block Infrared Face Temperature Screening System, which measures body temperatures in airports and ports for COVID-19 and other infectious diseases. The product, which was developed in 20 days, was sold all around the world in 2020 and 2021, including in Australia, which is still a major nuketech customer despite the country's recent measures to combat Chinese interference in its affairs. Australia has banned Huawei and other companies, likely to be subject to extrajudicial directions from a foreign government that conflict with Australian law. But thanks in part to its drug-busting scanners, Nuketech, so far, has avoided that fate.